Let's get this bitch started. I said we got this. Flow stupid, yet the rhyme's so brilliant. Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient. And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing. Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon. I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million. Too high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling. What the blood clot? How did all these nug rocks have me looking dumb hot with my eyes all bloodshot? Now that's a mugshot in the making. No need for ovens when you're waking, baking. Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast HQ up in this biatch. Yes, sir, yes, sir. We're back with another episode. You know, we're back on the on the internets now. You know, we're going to come back with another in person episode soon for sure, but Here. this time. We on the, what is it, Google Meets, you know yes. what I mean? So definitely thank y'all for tuning in regardless of how we, you know, making this happen. But thank y'all for tuning in. And, you know, we thought we'd do another topic-centered uh, uh, episodes today just because, you know, we had a lot of fun doing it last time. And, uh, you know, hopefully we could, you know, spark up conversation in the comments section oh, or just amongst whoever's listening to this <clears throat> and give our opinion on a couple of things. And uh, I'm going to let my man... I'll let y'all know what we're doing today. So, yes, we are going to talk about who we think are underrated MCs in the world of hip-hop. And you might agree, you might not agree, but this is our list, goddammit. Yeah, yeah, and, and, you know, at this point, it's not so much a list. It's more so just a conversation of different artists that we, you know, came together and, and you know, mentioned. And, you know, it was a brainstorming, if you will, mm-hmm. of, uh, of all the dope, you know, rappers that um, just are underrated for one reason or another. They could now again. Do you want to do MCs or do you want to do just rappers in general? And I know that's a crazy statement almost, but like specifically having good rapping ability or just people who you know there might be a like couple rappers that you know they make good songs, not the greatest mm-hmm. rappers maybe, because you know I think that's a. I think we another, can do both, honestly. A, a mixture, right? Yeah. yeah, a mixture of both would be good. Okay. Yeah. That, okay. So so just just so the you know the audience knows. Those are the criterias, I guess, you know, either just an amazing uh, rapper, MC, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Um, Just like their ability wise and also just how, you know, song wise and, you know, artists that we thought might not have been the greatest rappers, but they can make a hell of a song, but are still underrated. So. um, So, yeah, so that's what we're doing today. And let's go ahead and dive right on the list, man. All right. Well, we were, st- we were sitting there talking about it because y'all know we get together before and we discussed some sure. shit before. Um, sure. The first person we put on this list today was actually one of my suggestions, I, and I put Fabulous. Yeah. And the reason I put Fabulous is because, as we discussed earlier, Fabulous has managed, like you said, to be popping in two sure. different eras, mm-hmm. early Definitely. 2000s and then right now. But also... In the 2000s, he was more popping off his albums and the success off of his albums and shit like that. Nowadays, right. it's the mixtapes. Like, he's got hella mixtapes. I don't even know how many fucking mixtapes he's got, but he's proven himself over and over and over again to be a vicious mixtape rapper and to be able to keep up with the times doing that. But I don't really know the last time that Fabulous, like, you know, actually put out an album. But every time you listen to somebody and they're saying, oh, what's your top 10? What's your top 20? Blah, 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 blah. I I never hear this man's name. And Fabulous is first of all, Fabulous is one of the best original punchline rappers. Sure. For I mean sure. facts. And no, second no of all, like his just his ability to flow and still be real cool about it on everything. Even some shit yeah. that he should sound angry about, he still sounds mm-hmm. real cool and level headed on. Yep. But you still yep. get that that ten, the tinge of the gangster in him. Oh, yeah. Bro, like 
I don't know. I don't know how he's able to just like maintain that level, but still all the energy behind just that cool ass demeanor. Uh huh. But it's it's kind of like it's kind of like Snoop Dogg in a way. And I want to say exactly like him, but no, Snoop can rap about anything and any subject and be in any mental space about it and still sound like Snoop. For just sure. with that little bit of like just a little bit more aggression in in his voice, but still mad chill about it. You know, I feel like no, Fabulous 100%. is the same way. Yeah, 100%, you know, and um, just the fact that, you know, Fab has also had, I mean, I don't know if you want to call it a pop hit with, uh, um, what's that joint called, uh, So Into You? With, uh, oh, yeah, I call it, I, I would call it that. You know what I mean? Like, for him to have a pop hit like that, to also have a lot of, you know, more, like, street records and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's just, first of all, supremely versatile artist, for one. And he still kept the lyricism in it and everything. And, and you know, 10, I, I want to say it was at least 10 years later, or if not like 15 years later, he put out that song, uh, Ball Drop, which, you know, you, I don't know why, dog. It's just a song that you, you always hear around. Well, I do know why, because it's, it's a New Year's Eve song. Mm-hmm. But just it's just like a, a, a timeless song almost where, like, regardless of how many years go on, at least I know me, like, New Year's Eve come around, I'm listening to Ball Drop. It just kind of has that feel to it. And I feel like that's something that, like, I've always felt, right, is that music, it's not about necessarily about, you know, how good the uh, lyricism is. I mean, it is, but, like, mostly it's about how it makes the music makes you feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I feel like, you know what I mean, specifically that song, it just kind of invokes that emotion of, like, New Year or whatever. And, you know, for, for Fab to be able to, to you know, do that. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and, and throw in French Montana in on this list since, since we're talking about that song. Actually, you know uh, what? I, you know what? I've never really heard much of French's solo music. Again, we always make the joke that French don't have no music by himself. Mm-hmm. We know he yeah, does. Yeah, sure. We know he does. But the hits just tend to be with people. I've sure. never bothered to just listen to a French album like for no. his song solo. And you know what? I, I'm not even going to blame you for saying that because I don't think I have either. But, <laughs> um, but okay, but before we go into French Montana, let me just wrap up with, uh, yeah. with Fabulous. Um, he did the, the verses with Kiss, you know what I mean? And yep. we, we all seen how amazing that was. Oh, yeah. I think it was one of the first ones, if I'm not mistaken. It was one of the first ones in the pandemic. I remember it was just, yo, no bullshit. First of all, that is going to be the pandemic. The last three years of our lives are going to be something to tell in the future. Like, it's going to be a whole thing. Cause mm-hmm. though I forgot about verses already, kind of. And how like, we ain't had how, none in like months. Nah, for sure. And and I just remember how dog, how crazy that was. Cause the fact that like nigga, nobody was getting together, nobody was in none of that. But that brought everybody together at that one moment to watch that one thing. And it kind of brought a sense of like togetherness. So uh I, I just what was that the first verses or am I tripping? I'm not really sure. No, the first verses excuse me, oh, the first verses was Timberland was Tim, and um yeah, and and, 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 Swiss. and there you go. Because yeah, yeah, they're the so, ones that created the whole thing. For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but nonetheless, that was one of the one of the bigger ones that I feel like stood out, and I think both of them showed up. But Kiss, like always, like he did in 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 the locks and in Dipset joint, he stole the show. Mm-hmm. Yo, Kiss is a superstar, dog. Like, like right. I was gonna, we, we were gonna throw Kiss in on this list, right? But I, I do feel like he does get the flowers that he does deserve a lot of i feel like he's him. really the only member of the locks to truly get the respect that they deserve yeah like sure. styles p is right behind him Duh. but like and you know i feel like he's definitely the one that gets the most love out of the group 
Yeah, and you know, let's let's just I guess let's dive into that. That uh Styles and Sheik, I think, are two underrated rappers right there. Mm-hmm. Cause um as much as people do give uh Styles uh you know the credit when they mention the locks, usually people mention Kiss and Styles, you know, and they fail to remember the uh uh, you know, chic in there, right? But I still do feel like Styles is underrated in the sense that I think he's one of the one of the best rappers. I think his his wordplay is real nice. He might not have like super vicious flows or anything like that. Yeah, because he's still mad chill on his shit too. Yeah, he's super chill on his shit, super simple on it. But I still feel like just the way, especially like a, a early Styles, like there's a there's a song and one of my favorite Styles verses. Is a um a song with him. It's a cream freestyle. It's him, Jada Kiss, Sheik, and uh and Biggie, mm. and they they did a a cream Wu Tang freestyle. Okay, and and dog uh, that was like a super young, probably like 17, 18 year old styles, and it was just like it. I don't know. I I really loved his 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 flows on that joint, just how you know his whole delivery was and everything. But um but yeah, Styles. You know, to me, I've always said it. He's if not number one favorite rapper of mine, he's at least top three favorite rappers. He's super dope. I mean, I, yeah, I always thought he was he was the man for sure. One of the things I have to give it up to Styles about. Styles is one of the very few rappers, again, that can take that calm ass demeanor in which he raps, mm-hmm. and still terrify the life out of you. For sure. <laughs> I mean, he, he's I mean, gone by the hardest out. For the longest time, that mm-hmm. was his demeanor of being the hardest MC, rap about the hardest shit. And obviously, you know, that's going to involve him making a couple, you know, maybe non-PC OK songs over the years. I'm sure for all my all my Locks fans, we know like, the songs. What the dope where he's talking to his knife and his gun? No, that ain't even the worst of it, bro. That They're was just, just one of the first examples. <laughs> no, that's literally like one out of 20, bro. I'm telling you. K K that F, you know what I mean? <laughs> that is a <laughs> yo, I'm telling you. But again, different times. So, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it just was what it was. But nonetheless, that that was just part of the uh the whole persona and uh and yeah, just his ability to to, to show that in music was dope. And also Sheik Looch is another one. Yep. You know, like Sheik Looch, and let me say this, the right? The most Sheik slept Looch, on member of the group. One hundred percent. Like there's just zero question about it. And I think that you know, maybe not as good of a rapper as as Jada Kiss or Styles, but I do think that he deserves to be in the conversation mm-hmm. at all times. I think he deserves the respect to always be mentioned mm-hmm. when the locks are talked about instead of just Kiss and Styles, because there's been many times, many, many, many times, not all the time or not most of the time, but many times where Sheik has been had the best verse out of Styles and Kiss. It's happened multiple times. For sure. And if you want a good example of that, listen to the Lox's li- most current joint, Living Off Experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, she yeah, yeah. Is featured he, all over he carried that joint. It. Mm-hmm. He ca- look, 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 no bullshit. And you know, that's the crazy part, that she might be the best one like, rapping currently, like right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and obviously, you know, we know uh, Styles uh, has different things he's focused on now. He has businesses. He has a juice, a juice bar. He has a bunch of different other things going on. So shout out to him and that mm-hmm. going on. But I'm telling you, she can still fucking do it. And I think along with uh Coop think that he definitely carried that album. And not to say that Kiss and Styles didn't come correct. Oh no, they, yeah. But but I do think that uh Sheik took over a lot on that joint. Like I said, you when know? the joint came out, 
They put Sheik front and center. It was like, oh, y'all niggas disrespect my man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and let him show y'all why the fuck he's a part of this group, why he's one of the best. And just like, I'm, we, we, we need to remind y'all to stop disrespecting our guy. Yeah. That's what I feel like the sentiment of him on that album was. Like, he was rapping his fucking ass off like he was 18 again. Oh, yeah, for sure. And he I can, was he, fucking loving it. No, it, it, it was great. It was definitely great, and I was glad to see that. And I was glad to see he was even on a couple hooks. And and you know what? Mm-hmm. The, the truth is, I feel like out of all three of them, he's always been the one whose hooks I like the most. Yeah, I can say that. Mm-hmm. Like, like even Kiss, I think, isn't the greatest hook maker necessarily. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Sheik's voice just kind of like, when I think about my some of my favorite joints, like even, I, I'm pretty sure he did like Wild Out. He, he's the one like screaming uh, on the hook on that joint. Um, uh, fuck you is another one that I think he did. If we, well, I think that's all three. Well, Jada's voice is also on that joint. Wild well, Out. Yeah, it might have right. been all of them, honestly. For yeah, real. yeah, you might, you might be right. That might be all three. Yeah, you're right, you're right. But um, sorry, my old man. brain is out here, I'm fucking foggy in the motherfucker <laughs> right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I gotta oh, go back no. and listen to this shit. <laughs> listen, dog. When when we start talking about underrated artists, especially artists that are near and dear to our hearts, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's gonna happen. And but yeah, man. I, I yeah, I'm gonna just leave it at that, man. Kiss Sheik, man. I'm gonna add one more. Rapper. I'm gonna add one more thing to Sheik Luch. If you ever, ever. Catch disrespect coming out your mouth for Sheik Luch. I need you to go listen to Silverback Gorilla, and that will shut you oh, for the sure. fuck up. That will shut you the fuck up. And that's that's an underrated album. Period. Oh, like this 100%. album gets no respect for how fucking good it is. Yeah. No one look. But you know what, dog? The real know what the fuck is up, dog. Yep. That's that's a if you know you know album uh-huh. for sure. Uh-huh. Definitely is an album that we should review. Yes, uh, in the future. Yes, um, that's that's like yeah, a, that's nah. what we would call like what was that a B side album for for oh. most people? <laughs> is it A yeah, side no. for us but B side for everybody else? <laughs> exactly, exactly, dog. Because I'm telling you that that and you know what another uh, free uh, if you wanna if you if you're lacking respect for Sheik Luge, go listen to it's. I, I don't know what it's called, but it's a it's a I'm pretty sure it's a funk flex freestyle where and, and for those of y'all that remember they used to do this shit all the time back in the day. But uh the locks have a few like 10 minute freestyles. But it's 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 the, it's one of the main ones that come out. It's a funk flex freestyle. And uh, uh Sheik Luch had the best verse or the best uh freestyle out of all of them. Like Ooh. I'm telling you, he straight killed it. Like no no questions asked, he was fucking murdering shit. And yeah, I Shout out to Sheik Luch. Let's Hell just do yeah. that. All right. <clears throat> let's go ahead. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say Rod Digger. And she's the only female that we have on our list right now. Now, if y'all don't know about Rod Digger, Rod Digger was the first female MC with um, with uh, Busta Rhymes and, and, the, and the Flip Mode Squad. Mm-hmm. And y'all, y'all know her like, remember that? Yes, you know, I'll die for you. And, you know, i cry for you. She's the only female besides Mariah on that song. Okay. She got a whole bunch of hits. She got she got two albums out, both vicious as fuck. Technically, she should have had three, but the second album was shelved, and I don't remember why that got shelved. But it, I mean, it was it was a decent album because you know I found it. I found a plug. You know, I'll be doing <laughs> shit like that. Oh um, yeah, for sure. But Rod Digger is a ridiculous MC. If you just want just a sampling, she does um this series called Straight Spitting, and there's one through four that she's done across between albums and just like, you know, I guess not mixtapes, but the shit that she just put out, right? Mm. Straight Spitting 4 on her last album 
bruh, one of the best. And she said, she said, I can't remember the exact lyric, but she said, basically, she said she's going to be so disrespectful. She's going to have her, while you rapping, she's going to have her daughter come up to you and smack the Doritos out your hand. <laughs> I was like, bruh, come on. Rod Digger, you know her because she's got that deep, raspy voice. Right, she don't right, sound right. like no other female MC in the game, period. And she's still one of the most lyrical Jones. She's never strayed from being lyrical and still and then still like official. She can she can hop on a on a popular joint with people. She can mm-hmm. rock on some street shit with people. Doesn't matter who's producing shit for her. Rod Digger can get on that joint and spit. And again, y'all know me. I do big up female MCs because a lot of a lot of niggas just don't listen to female MCs, period. But right, if yeah. you listen to the good ones, you'll fucking be surprised at how much fucking talent there really is there. And Rod oh, Diggett sure. is one of the best female MCs, period. Let, let me just say this right there. There's really no reason to believe that a woman can't be as talented in rapping as a man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like, I, like I don't know why... Because, you know, I'm not going to say I've always been open to listening to female rappers right but like i don't know as i've gotten i guess a little bit older i've just kind of realized like dog there's really no reason why i should think that a female rapper isn't gonna be as good of a rapper as a male now i I get that other people like to mention like the whole topic of what you know they're rapping about that dudes probably can't relate or whatever yeah but like a lot of female rappers don't center their raps around being a woman you know Uh i'm not saying that they don't mention it but they don't center it around it. Like I think somebody, or specifically at the aspect of sex, something exactly. Well, yeah, specifically that because that that's what you know niggas don't really like to. Yeah, I guess, or at least that's what they say they don't like to hear. But um, somebody who I think is is a good example of that is a uh, Rhapsody. Yeah, recently. facts. Ooh, she's she's another one dope, we're gonna put on this list. Super, super, yeah, definitely on this list for sure. Super dope, super underrated. Hell of a uh, live she, performer. I I don't think I've seen her. Uh, uh, I got before. to see her. I got to see her. Uh, oh, did you? Right before we saw. God damn, it's not Killer Mike. What's the other nigga's name from? Um, mm, what's that guy? Cadillac, lack, lack, lack. Cadillac, lack, lack, lack. Cadillac. Oh, what is that man's name? Cadillac. That was in, in in. He's a, he's a, no. He's a southern rapper. It's not Killer Mike. Oh. Okay, I gotta look up the name of this song because it's gonna fuck with me because I took my ex to go see this concert. <laughs> I'm about to say cause I don't even know who that is. To be honest. Uh, I don't think I heard that song. Oh, Big Crit. There you go, Big Crit. So, yeah, Big Crit, another MC we could have put on this list. Yeah, oh, um, yeah, for sure. I forget where I was going with what I was just saying. That you've seen Rhapsody perform at... Oh, yeah, at, like, we went to go see we went to go see Crit perform, because that was my ex's um, favorite rapper. Right. And uh, she she opened up. She was the second open uh, opening up act. And she fucking rocked the shit out that stage. Again... Kind of like a J. Cole, just very minimal, just her on stage, you know, yep. just her and her DJ, blah, 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 but she fucking killed that shit. So, yes, Rhapsody and Big Crit, two rappers that could also be on this list. For sure. And let me throw somebody else in there. I don't know if he's underrated, but I, I think to the mainstream he is, uh, 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 Currency, you know Ooh, what I mean? Yeah. I think that's a another rapper. We've reviewed a, a couple of his collab albums on his joint a couple times. Yep. The joint with Freddie Gibbs, the joint with Alchemist, the joint with Styles P, I want to say. He just, he's somebody who taps into different areas of rap and can blend in perfectly almost every single time. Uh, and I think that that's, that's incredible right there. And the, have, just the, the differences of his mixtapes are wild, yo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about it. You're going from Styles P to Wiz Khalifa to um to, to you know alchemist you know what i mean now granted Wiz khalifa can rap on a lot of alchemist beats but i feel like the ones that he does with 
Wiz are a little bit, you know, different compared to something that he might do with Styles or, or, or somebody like that. But that, so. that also shows how good of an artist that he is, is yeah. that he can still maintain him while changing his flow to suit someone else's music style. Like, for that's sure, perfect. Sure. That's like a, a, a God-level MC right there, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Like, I feel like if you're able to do that, you've mastered the ability to rap because you're able to you know, do different things and mm -hmm. try and like, like if you're only able to do one thing, then you're not, you're not, uh, I don't think you can consider yourself, you know, like a, a, an elite rapper. There you go. And I, I have to give it up to multiple people that I don't even like, including Kanye West. Cause Kanye mm. West is wrapped on some pop shit and it was vicious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes on his shit and it's, and some of it is tight. So I'm like, I can't, I can't lie. You know, like if you have the ability to do that, you are a special kind of rapper. That's why I was so interested, and I still haven't listened to the album, and I know it's been a while, but I was interested to check out the 21 Drake jump because I wanted to see, oh, okay. okay, 21 switched it up the first time on his album when he worked with Drake. Right. Now let's see what he does when he's doing a whole album with Drake because 21 on his last jump, he, he, he mixed and matched with different artists and yeah, tried yeah. different things. Not he all did. of it was a hit, but some of it was good. And I, like I said, I was proud to see him do that and not For just sure. stay stagnant in his lane. No, definitely. And um, if if you haven't, or I guess whenever you get the chance, you should definitely listen to that joint because yeah, that joint that joint is uh, it's pretty like that. I, I just be forgetting. I just be forgetting. <laughs> no, um, damn, I, I was gonna mention somebody. Oh, let me let me mention uh, Cameron as an underrated artist. In all of this, now I know I know that face. I know that fucking face. <laughs> and let me just say, we gotta talk about the ghostwriting over the years that he's done. Uh, pop, pops, uh, fucking humongous hits. Uh, different uh, uh, Scrubs. You know he wrote Scrubs, and for uh, TLC. Yeah. Really? I thought Candy yeah. Burris wrote that. No, he wrote Scrubs. What? Look it up. Oh my goodness. He wrote he wrote something adjacent to Scrubs. Cameron wrote for three. Hold on, that's not three O W, is it? No, TLC is no Scrubs. Okay, so he wrote for three O W. Oh, okay, now that makes sense. Cause let me see, yeah, Candy Burris wrote. Uh, um, she was one of the writers on that joint, and she was in the group see. Escape. Oh, and Tiny wrote on that bitch too. Okay, I'm 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 shocked. I'm shocked. <laughs> Regardless, you're shocked. <laughs> I am, but I mean, we all know that Candy been writing songs for every every you know rap um like R and B pop group and shit for a long time now. Hold on, who is that? Candy Burris. Uh, she's one of the Atlanta Housewives, but she's also in the group Escape. Oh, okay, 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 okay. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's where she really got her money from was writing music for other people. Yeah. So so she wrote uh Cameron wrote uh no more. No more. Really? No more, baby. I'm a Wow. My mind is blown right now, dog. Because yeah. I, I used to, I loved 3LW back in the day. I thought that they were going to be like the next Destiny's Child. Uh huh. Man. They actually had, like, their first album is actually, like, legit. It's like, you know how, like, black black young groups, they always have, like, that, like, it's not quite an R&B group. It's more like an R&B pop group, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. not quite a pop group because they still got uh, vocals and shit like that. For sure, yeah. Like, 3LW was exactly in that mold. They could have been something big if they hadn't broke up because they had the, the, the ability for what, they, for what they were doing. I'm not going to say that they were all really strong singers because they weren't, but they all could yeah. do what they did, right? They did yeah. it well together like a lot of pop groups do. Was that the, was that the group with the lisp? 
Yep. Promises, promises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not the same song, is it? Um. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it's the same song no more. Is it? <laughs> I'm getting a little tired of your broken promises, 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 promises. sticking out your name. <laughs> you Yo, let me ask you this, right? Uh-huh. Was there something that everybody mentioned or talked about? Bruh, like no, it was only popular later on when we all realized what was because I don't think we all really were like listening that intently when we were all like, you know, like 14 when the shit came out or like 13 when the shit came out. You know what I'm saying? We and really... also you couldn't just rewind it whenever you wanted. It was like whenever it came on the radio. Type basically, shit. basically, unless you had the CD and then you could rewind it. But then like <laughs> it was still like let's let's not even get into like CD players and, and Walkmans <laughs> and, and Discmans and shit like that. Um, but yes, like you could rewind it a little bit. Uh, but if it was, first of all, it came on the radio. So yes, if, if you couldn't do that at all, uh, you had to have the CD in order to rewind it. Not everybody had the CD, obviously. So, yeah. You know. Cause I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like the way that it's become a, like, I don't want to say a meme, but like it's become like something that it kind of became, uh, kind of viral when they posted the video of, of like that happened i was like yeah. damn is, that's that feels like a mandela effect type thing where like i don't remember it being that way <laughs> uh, yeah exactly i don't remember it being that bad like 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 that one when it first came out but again we're young we don't process all of that shit like that until we get a little older especially now that yeah. we are more tuned into listening to the difference and everything in, in the music um because sure. i mean shit i was younger singing fucking um what next too close singing the oh, shit yeah. out that goddamn song man i made it to college and realized what that song was about yeah. i said i should have not been singing this song in elementary school Yo, <laughs> that is one of the most like uh polite dirty polite sounding dirty songs but ever, songs bro. used to be like that it wasn't i'm just gonna fuck the shit out you your bitch ass open your pussy blah blah, blah. it was like the shit was nasty but it was still nasty in a way that it could be played on the radio without getting bleeped. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I don't even know, though, because that song specifically is, like, super, like, it's, it's, it's damn near, like, you could call it explicit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I mean, damn, I don't see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. Like, come on, dog. That yeah. was the hit in, like, 94, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, like everywhere was... Every radio station, mm-hmm. the hit. And at that time, forgive him. I mean, not forgive him for his sins or whatever, whatever. <laughs> but forgive me for bringing it up because of his sins. Yeah. But R. Kelly was the man back then. You know? R. Yeah. Kelly, twelve played the album. Every song is about sex, dog. Every <laughs> fucking song is about sex. That's it. Why do you think the album is called Twelve Play, nigga? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's probably like at least five or six songs off that album that went like platinum probably easily i mean look jodeci freaking you yeah what must i say what must i do (laughs) to show how much i think about freaking you like come on dog all the songs is nasty as shit downtown by swv or um by um uh was it SWV yeah SWV downtown uh, that's the way to my love take it round yeah. and round come on bro <laughs> yeah no bro they made that shit sound so elegant dog mm-hmm. that's really what it was dog it just sounds super elegant dog and it's just it threw you off about what the actual song was about mm-hmm. the whole time Absolutely. I was a little kid okay we going downtown let's go shopping down like we downtown DC <laughs> nigga like that's what nah, the fuck I thought but you know. And it was, I guess Definitely. it would throw your parents off. So, you know, your parents would listen to the song and they wouldn't put it together, I guess, because it wasn't a threatening way. You know what I'm saying? 
So and it wasn't you... something also that like really caught their attention, I guess. Maybe it wasn't their cup of tea or whatever. Yeah. And and you're know, like, oh, what, whatever. It's right? not but paying then attention. You hear, yeah, and, and then you tune into certain words and oh, okay, downtown. Because think about it, saying... a vulgar R and B song back in the day versus a vulgar rap song back in the day. The rap song, they're automatically going to key into it first off. For sure, yeah. And they're going to pick up everything, right? R&B song, they're going to hear it go. It's going to have a nice little intro to it where ain't nothing really nasty going on. By the time it gets to that nasty-ass chorus, they don't already put it in the back of their head. Uh-huh. No, 100%. They, they might be talking on the phone. They might be doing something else or whatever. But, uh, yeah, no, definitely. That is definitely nowadays, man, when you talk about, like, R&B or, you know, shit like that, it's definitely more in your face. Mm-hmm. Uh the nastiness for sure. It's it's just it's basically rap now. It's basically yeah, rap. For sure. Uh, Definitely. Let's go ahead and get back on track. <laughs> Cause you know how we have a tendency. Uh-huh. I even um, forgot what the hell we was talking about. For real. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and pick somebody else because uh you, you just did camera with the writing of the music. Um okay. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna put I'm gonna talk about Ludacris real fast. Yeah. Now I feel like Ludacris was like one of the first backpack rappers, technically, because he didn't mm-hmm. come from the street background. Right. He was street adjacent though because he was a DJ. Yeah. So you know, he was he was wrapped up in that life to a degree but not that life, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um but Ludacris is is kind of amazing that Ludacris has been able to like just keep up his shit and like I feel like kind of like towards the later albums he kind of fell off a little bit like his last album I wasn't too keen on, but every yeah. album leading up to that dog, he's got some ridiculous just some ridiculous shit that he can say and he's not rapping about drugs and shit, but you know, he's just everything he says it's it, it can be hilarious. It can be yeah. hard as fuck. And he yeah. goes back and forth with the way that he flows. Like, he's one of the most acrobatic lyricists that's not a gangster rapper. Oh, for sure. Period. 100%. Because like, he can flip it, flop it, everything, fast, slow, whatever the fuck you want to do. No, 100%. And uh, I don't know. Like, I just, a song that came to mind right now is uh, Pimping All Over the World uh-huh, with, yep. Bobby, with Bobby Valentino, uh-huh. I think. Dog, that first of all, that's one of my favorite uh, uh, ludicrous songs right there. That's a good one, and, and it, it's like just a super different from like a you know, uh, get back, uh, or, or move, mm-hmm. bitch, get out. You know, it's just like he's done so many different uh, types of songs. Again, we talk about uh, like uh, uh, their ability to just do uh, what is it, Ver- versatility mm-hmm. and shit like that. So, um and the I shit, the simple shit that he says, I feel like a midget is hanging from my necklace. Like, come on, yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's a fact, bro. Like, honestly, yeah, Ludacris. Like, I, I feel like for me, Ludacris, I caught the end. Well, yeah, I was probably like in in middle school when Ludacris was super popping, mm-hmm. and uh, I just remember he was he was on a roll for like a really long time, yeah. dog. Like, and he was also doing songs with like uh. He was doing like he did like a few like R and B ish kind of songs, oh, yeah, right? About yeah. uh, area codes too. That was more area. Well, yeah, yeah. with uh, Nate yep. Dog. Yep, 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 yep. So he's man, he's just again super versatile, super talented. I think he he does a really good job at, at rapping, and he's never really put out like a bad verse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're not like super crazy, but he's never really put out like a bad verse. Like he's never like a corny rapper. Or yeah. Whatever, so. Now, so I, I will yeah. I will say though, one of the best verses I've heard from him was actually on a fucking song that they made for a boost mobile commercial. You remember that shit? It was nah, like it's like where you at? Like where you at? The whole city behind us. It was Oh yeah. It was him, 
on the song it was Kanye, Luda, and Jeezy. And for the Yo. life of me, I cannot find this song anywhere anymore. But I rocked the fuck out that song because that song was good as shit. And Damn. I didn't even like Jeezy. And Jeezy had a killer verse on that joint back in the day. So I was just like, you know what? Ludacris can like he can he can rap on. I thought at that point I was like that nigga can rap on just about anything. And then he went ahead and proved himself. No, one hundred percent. And um, I don't know, man. It was just. Yeah, I mean, he, he's definitely a quintessential rapper of that era. And that era I'm talking about is like, you know, mid-2000s to like the early 2010s. Yep. Definitely held it down. And also, not only that, right, but kudos to him to getting into acting mm-hmm. and becoming probably even more rich off of acting than he uh, did off of music. That damn Fast franchise. I can only think of like maybe two other movies he was in besides <laughs> the Fast franchise. No, nah, no. Nah, he's in a bunch of like... uh Little other movies that you would never expect them to be in. Yeah. Like, I, I was watching this this movie. Don't judge me. But I was watching this. Uh, It was like a, a New Year's Eve. Like, like, I think it was I think it was called New Year's Eve, actually. And uh, he, for some reason, he plays, like, the police chief in, like, New York or some shit like that. Nah. Yeah. That's like so, Snoop being a cowboy vampire killer. Nah. Nigga, that, yeah. Exactly. And that's what happened. And you know what? I think he did a pretty decent job. So, nonetheless, though, man, shout out to Luda for securing the bag, making yes, sure that he's he's able to continue, you know, living how he wants to live Facts. even after, you know, he hasn't really been super relevant in music in the last 10 years. Facts. Now, I looked up the song and, of course, songs that you can't find on YouTube or anything else. Where are they going to be at? They're going to be on SoundCloud. That's what I've learned recently. Of course. Yeah, for and sure. For it sure. wasn't it wasn't Jeezy on the joint. I was, it was wrong. The game. It was the game. Yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've heard it, but I'm gonna pause for the cause. We can. Yeah, yeah. I used to front when I write songs, talk about having ice on, and I could barely keep my lights on, and my beats are so sick. Now, Kanye used to be so vicious, bro. Ellen. And this is a commercial. <laughs> I wonder who gets the uh, revenue from this. Well, I guess there is no revenue because it's not nowhere else. Exactly. Oh, I have heard this one. Tell you, they used to I like flip between the cities and they'd be talking on the phone or something like that. Yeah. Yo. Oh, 
side, let's ride. Where you at? The whole city behind us. Comp this prodigy. Obviously, I'm from the home of hydraulics. Where they top and dance around us. Steering column up in policy. And they get hollow. We fighting pit bulls and rock wallets. And the projects, the objective is make dollars. Where you at? It ain't a problem to get it there by the mall. Cause I got a female friend with frequent fly mileage. I ain't never been to college. Got the IQ of a rose scholar. If you follow G unit, throw up your doves and yell holler. To all the YGs and khakis and white tees. With air ones in every color like iced tea. I might be the city of confidence right knee. The way I paint pictures with these hip-hop scriptures. Pay attention while the game shine like a prism. Glisten, show you how canaries could alter one's vision. Not to mention I am Dr. Dre Christen on behalf of Luda and Kanye. See, I'm going breathe easy. Where you at? The whole city. Nah, yeah, they killed it. Yeah, that joint, was, that joint was uh, that they straight murdered that track. And I'm gonna be bold. And I'm gonna leave that in this goddamn episode. Y'all can't sue me because nope. I don't think that company is, is here no more. Nah, <laughs> definitely ain't. And I'm pretty sure, uh, I'm sure Kanye, Luda, and Game signed over their their rights to uh, to Boost Mobile or mm-hmm. whoever. Hey, but let me just say this, dog. Boost Mobile, if you was alive when this commercial came out, because I remember this commercial now. I remember this joint. This commercial had to be sometime between like 06 and 08. I was about to say between 2005 and like 2008. Yeah, because they were all hot as fuck at the time. And that was the yeah. only time frame because game came later. Game didn't come until like 2004, right? 2003, yeah. 2004, 2003, something like that? 2003, yeah. I think Luda was out like around 01, 02. Yeah. And then, of course, Kanye. Kanye, around that time because mm-hmm. he, he, he mentioned college dropout. And I think that was so like 03 was, or something like that, maybe? 04, 04. 04 yeah. But they were like the so, yeah, hottest new rappers out in the jump, like from the south, sure. from the north, and from the west. For sure. But I'll tell you what, though. I don't know if it was that commercial that, that made it made it happen. But, dog, that bo- fucking Boost Mobiles and Nextels was the hottest shit mm-hmm. in like from like 2005 to like 2010, bro. Yeah, facts. There's no question about it. But, uh, just a little walkie-talkie joint. That shit was just super dope. I don't know what, what it was about it. And it's funny because like, I was hearing somebody talk about that shit now. How that would actually be kind of whack now. Mm-hmm. You know, like, but I mean, it, anybody... it's, it's not as bad as, like, I guess the people, they just be, like, uh, FaceTiming instead of calling, but they still have it on speakerphone like they would have had them joints on the chart back in the day anyway. That is, so... You know, that is kind of like the, the 2023 version of that. You just sure. don't have the little every time somebody sends a message. <laughs> <laughs> No, but at least you can ignore a FaceTime request. But like back then, like if I wanted to hit you up about something, I'd be like, "Hey, yo, nigga." Da, 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 da. Yeah. And you could be with your family. You could be at. You could be hitting the joint. You could be fucking getting pulled over by the police. <laughs> you know, whatever. Essentially, it was a fucking walkie-talkie. <laughs> oh, nigga, there's no essentially about it. That's exactly. What, that's exactly what they did. They put a walkie-talkie on a cell phone, but you know what? That shit made money, dog. They sure did, cause uh, mad people was on the next tell James. For sure, man. All right, well, let's get let's go ahead and get back to the point. Um, <laughs> Ludacris fucking worked away worked away into the lane and then made his own lane for niggas to follow. Yeah, and sure. I'm talking about like the Big Sean's, the yeah. the the, oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the Wiz Khalifas, even dog. even the Kendricks and the fucking J Coles. And all of them, they all walked that path. And I believe that on, I don't, I won't say like, because I mean, if you want to say backpack rappers, yeah, they walked away and Talib Kweli before them and most deaf before them. But really Ludacris was the one that made it the biggest because I don't care what anybody thinks. Like you could be from New York. It doesn't matter. At the time, Ludacris was bigger than Talib 
and fucking most deaf oh, and any of the other like what would have been backpack rappers back in the day so i think that he was the one that okay let's take a chance on this nigga and if his formula works kind of like they do now like if they can be if he can be good and popular and famous without being a uh, gangster or a drug dealer background then they're more open to other people like that yeah, and then no, you, 100%. so you had the the wave of well the short wave of it back then, but then it created the wave of the Mac Millers and all of them for later on. Yeah, no, definitely. And since you mentioned Mac Miller, let's go ahead and dive into Mac Here. Miller. We also put Mac Miller transition yep. into this conversation. Now, obviously, first of all, most importantly, R.I.P. to the late great Mac yes, Miller. Sir. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? Um, I remember the first time I got put on to him. I want to say it was by my boy Mike. Shout out to my boy Mike. He put me on to uh what is it? Uh uh the Kool-Aid and and, and frozen pizza and Kool-Aid or some oh, shit yeah. like that. Uh-huh. Uh or Mac. I forgot what the joint was, but it was it was one of his first joints. And uh it was just crazy because like, you know, there I think at that time there wasn't like a rap, like a quote unquote rapping ass white boy mm-hmm. that that like came to mind, uh, except for like maybe like Eminem or whatever at the time. You know what I mean? But I feel like Mac Miller had a level of coolness to his to his ability to rap facts you know what i mean and, and and that's that's what i feel like is the difference between eminem's rapping because don't get me wrong eminem can rap his ass off mm-hmm. but it's not as smooth it's not as swaggy it's not as cool it doesn't sound as cool as when mac miller did it exactly you know what i mean and i think i think anybody who hears it whether you're a lover of the old school or a lover of new music you hear mac miller rap you know that he has a lot of talent and his just, I don't know, his delivery, everything about it was just super dope. Facts. Sure. Now, I want to say I came in the Mac Miller. Who was that joint called? I just went past it, too. It was the kids mixtape from 2010. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then, of course, my joint that I fucking loved. I also went, I was on the faces also, which was 2014. But my right. shit from him was the album Blue Slide Park, which I believe was his first joint. That album, uh, yeah, Blue Slide Park was his first joint that came out in 2011. Dog, that fucking album, I still think that's his best album to date because that's just him rapping on, right, just be rapidly rapping on some just fucking hip hop sounding beats and shit. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, he wasn't trying to be all extra cool or anything like that. He was just like, yeah, it's just me and my people. This is what we do, blah, blah, blah. He's just talking about the parties and all that other shit. So mm-hmm. I always thought that Mac Miller was really, really vicious. I will say that even though I was a fan, I really wasn't too much of a fan of the last album he put out because it was too much singing and I wasn't really a fan of him in a, like with a singing voice. I really wanted to hear him spit. It was kind of like, I want to say, because I like Mac and I don't really like Drake, I don't want to equate it, but to the point where I'd rather hear you rap than I hear you sing if you're going to put gotcha. out music. But I respected what he did because it's always cool to try new shit, you know what I'm saying? That's just my mm-hmm. personal opinion of it. So it wasn't right. my favorite stuff. But like overall, Mac Miller was out here wrapping circles around these motherfuckers for a for while. Sure. Him and honestly, him and Wiz Khalifa, when they both came out, because they both came out around the same time, them uh, motherfuckers dude. was wrapping circles around niggas. Like the mm-hmm. motherfucking Anaconda, dog. I'm telling you, dog. They was killing motherfuckers out here. And you know, you know what I think it is, man, is that they came out in the kind of like gap years between uh you know rap rap if you want to call it that or mm-hmm. like more lyrical based rap mm-hmm. of the early to or late 90s to early 2000s mm-hmm. and what ended up becoming like the total trap era you know yeah, what i mean they were like facts. in the middle between like 2009ish to like 2012 around that era mm-hmm. that's when you had motherfuckers like Mac Miller was was Khalifa. Mm-hmm. That's when uh, J Cole started to come out. J Cole. I think Kendrick started uh, to emerge too. 
Kendrick Wale, you know, these are, and I feel like that's why, right, these rappers were able to develop that fan base was because they came out right in the middle of like that transition, yeah, you know, between those two eras, if you will. But um, yeah, man, like uh, uh, I forgot who the fuck we were talking about. Yeah. Well, I, I, well, I think that of those, like you were saying, those rappers, <clears throat> excuse me, that all came out around the same time. They kind of embraced each other because I kind of yeah. remember didn't yeah, didn't Wiz sure. and 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 Matt go on tour together for a while? Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they yeah. did. You know, they were both big on on weed and drugs in general. I yes, guess. So, sir. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I want to say they had like a smokers tour or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure they did. And, and, and you know, they, they definitely were in the same realm of rappers. I think, and I'm sure me and you agree that Mac was the better of the two rap- of, of, yes. of rappers. Uh-huh. But I will say this. I do think that with Khalifa and I'm not going to put him on his list because I don't think he's underrated in the sense oh, that, no. You know, he's still, I mean, he's fucking, he's one of the more successful artists probably ever, probably of anybody on his list. And we know sure. he can actually rap too. Like the nigga can rap. Like it's not just about weed raps all the time. Like he, when he yeah. actually spits something, he can actually spit something. Uh-huh. And, you know, and if you listen to his albums, a lot of his music is obviously kind of more like the chill kind of vibey yeah. weed music. But every, every, almost on every single album, he has at least one song where it's a straight, you know, boom bap beat, mm-hmm. and he goes in just straight rapping on the joint. So Wiz, you know, I guess based off of that, uh, of that principle, or whatever, like of of that uh, criteria, mm-hmm. I will say he's a little underrated. Where I feel like people don't give him his credit with within his rap. I'm not saying you specifically, but I do feel like people more know him for his weed type of music. Yeah, and you know, and and that's fine because that is the 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 lane that he chose to go down uh, and, and cater to. But I do think that he does deserve. He's a little underrated when it comes to his overall rapping ability. Because I personally think he he's a he's a pretty good rapper. No, I, I agree with you on that. I definitely agree with you on that. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, let's go ahead and stick into this lane because this person on, honestly came up in that lane too. Uh, at least when he started doing mixtapes, was Logic. I feel like yeah. Logic is very is very underrated as a rapper. People like they listen to him, but they hate on him. Number one, like we've we've discussed before, and like you said ad nauseum about him and the black and the white situation about being mixed. It's like mm-hmm. okay, yes, nigga, we know you're mixed. Shut the fuck up. Just <laughs> fucking rap. Uh, yeah. The second thing also is is that he came in in that era where a lot of people don't really fuck with the backpack rappers, and it's like yes, they're lyrical and shit, but they don't they're not making. Uh, necessarily the party music or just the ratchet music that niggas wanted to really get into at that time that was really starting mm. to bubble up. Because at the same time that all these guys were coming up, who else was coming up harder shit? Jeezy. Right. Gucci. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. Waka. What's, what's the other nigga? Um, the, Chief Keef? Like, they was all coming up around the same time. For sure. And, and, and I want to say this was a little bit after the Wale's, the Kendrick's. Oh, no. Yeah. It like, a- yeah. It's like they, they started it. But then these niggas came up behind it in the start to, yeah. in the build up to what is now the drill, sure. the drill movement. So sure, like yeah. that kind of took over the popularity of the hip hop spectrum where yeah. these niggas who were actually like more pushing what the hip hop actually, you know, what hip hop is about. And and, you know, the actual artistry, the wordsmith, all that shit, uh, the actual like actual boom bat beats and just, you know, Kevin mad verses that were just, you know, destructive. You know, you can go out there and just kill a nigga on a straight up on a verse. That yeah. was no longer needed when the Chief Keefs and everybody came along in that new school. It was just the too short of a period for these niggas, I feel like to a lot of them to really up and pop because some of them just came out 
and were more mainstream too close into too close to the start of the Chief Keef era or in, yeah. already into the Chief Keef era. And I think that's one of the reasons that um, Logic suffered in his popularity. Now he what he did end up being a very popular rapper, and you know he he definitely has his 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 niche. He has a huge fan base, massively popular and shit like that. But I think it stagnated him. Stagnate stagnated. St- yeah, whatever. It it stopped him a little bit at first because he came into the game when his shit, his style of music wasn't as popular. I okay. I will say that you're right in the sense that when he came in affected his popularity, right? But I also still, and I mentioned this before, I'm mentioning it again. I think it's the fact that he's just a tad bit corny. And I'm saying this as a fellow Marylander, and I love the fact that he represents from Maryland on almost every fucking song. He mentions Gaithersburg. Yep. And, you know, that's super dope and everything. And I appreciate just the spotlight that he's brought on to to the area. But, dog, I'm telling you this as a childish Gambino super fan, right? It wasn't until he stopped mentioning the whole, and I know you mentioned the whole him being black and white, but also like the whole complainy type of like, oh, pity me. Like, you know, we, we've talked about it before, how mm-hmm. rap, we don't want to hear that in rap. You know, we usually hear about emotions and those kind of feelings in uh, maybe like in singing or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. But in rap, rap, like, P, like I'm sorry, dog, but like, we don't necessarily want to hear a whiny type of kind of yeah. song or whatever. And I feel like I'm not saying that that's all Logic did because I'm sure you could look through any project of Logic's and find at least a few songs that are like, yo, he fucking killed it. Oh, yeah. You know, and he was dope as fuck on it. And one thing that you can never deny, though, I will say, um, just to end on this, is his rapping ability. Uh-uh. You know, his rapping ability is top tier uh-huh. to, uh, to, to damn near anybody. Um, I think his flows, his delivery, all of it, all of it is super dope, man. And um, I just think that there's little small things that hinted it, aside from what you mentioned earlier, which uh-huh. I, I, I do deem to be true. Yeah. He came in, in a, at a weird time in rap. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. I agree. I, he, he, is, he is underrated in, in that regard, for yeah. sure. All right. Uh, where's my pen? See, I keep losing this bitch. Mm. All right, and another one in that category for that time frame. So we'll just we'll go ahead and get him out the way. Wale. Sure. Yeah. But again, no, like you said, uh, this is another one that suffered the whiny, the whiny yeah, issues sure. on music and in real life, like on the phone and shit. Remember, he, he called up the radio station, was mad as shit that they put uh, Juicy J album over his. Yeah, yeah. No, one hundred percent. And again, you know, I think that's you said it perfectly. That's another example of somebody with supreme talent Mm -hmm. i i I, like put it this way right i think that i think that people look at wale like as a really good rapper Mm -hmm. right and as somebody who you know they they do appreciate his music but i just think that he doesn't have i don't i don't want to say star power of like a drake or his music isn't like his music is never going to be as popular Mm -hmm. as like a drake or as somebody in that realm and I think as an artist, you have to be okay with that because yeah. that popularity doesn't necessarily equate to how good it is or whatever. That is true. You know what I mean? That is very and true. I think that, and, and I think that that's the main problem when when Wale does that is that he's trying to compare himself to artists that might be more popular, mm-hmm. but you're not really in control over what's popular. Exactly. So I, I think that that's that's why people get kind of tired of hearing him on his whiny shit about people not giving him the credit he deserves and yada, yada, yeah. yada. Because look, dog, 
we we're, we know you're good. Like we know you're the man. We know you make great music. Mm-hmm. We know you make great projects. And also shout out to you for representing for the DMV area. Yes, sir. You know, him being from from Maryland originally, representing DC and Maryland, and uh, you know shit like that, and in Virginia. I I don't know, man. Like I I love it. I love that we have multiple artists that you know have seen extreme success in the mm-hmm. music industry. Yes. Such as Wale, such as Logic, because mm-hmm. both of them have had mega hits, yep. like humongous mega hits, and I'm sure have you know are well off now. And and I, I love to hear it. You know, I love mm-hmm. to hear people from the area do that. But again, let's just let's just stop with all that and just like you. Know, and again, I know that is not something that he's doing purposefully. Yeah. You know, what I mean, I'm sure it's it's something a lot more deep than that. But I do think that that's one thing that withheld him a little bit from getting further true and i think honestly i don't think he would have been as big as he was if he hadn't been on mmg mmg because like and he he did well on mmg but again he was the only member on the record label that didn't come from some type of you know gangster slash street background you know what i'm saying like yeah so like i think i think that might have hurt him with some fans obviously and you know, just because his album wasn't as 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 street as as a uh, as a uh, Meek Mill or you know as as of course Ross, but like I, I was about to say you you could argue the whole Ross thing, but I guess that's a different conversation that, for a different day. Yes, that's a whole episode on itself. <laughs> In fact, let me say Rick Ross episode. <laughs> yeah, um, that guy. He is regardless if you want to believe the whole persona, the whole biggest boss persona, yeah, or not. He you had just have to love his uh. I don't know, man. He just has a way to maintain his popularity. He does and relevance, and he's well, a, honestly, he has. A, he makes good music. I'm not gonna lie. No, I, he, he definitely. Does. I hated he on him at first too, but like he definitely makes good music. And I want to call his music street elegance. Yeah, <laughs> because it's like, it's like, I, I feel but, like it's a very elegant style of beat making that that his producer uses because it's very cinematic and just elegant sounding. Bro, like, it just sounds like it could be in movies and shit like that. You know bro, what I'm saying? I my how I would explain it is doing a drive by and a Maybach. Ooh, yeah, I can see that. Uh-huh. You know, a nice, uh-huh. elegant Maybach. And y'all need all all the shooters are in tuxedos. Oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure, <laughs> fitted. You better believe it. And not even not even ski masks because because you're in a tuxedo, they got the domino mask that only go over uh-huh. the eyes. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dog. Yo, so. that should be a movie. Look, look, scored by Rick Ross, and that's that's like the ending scene right there, dog. Yeah, on, really though, that, dog. That would be that May, would Maybach be music amazing. playing in the background, dog. <laughs> Yo, and that's another thing, like that little Maybach, mm-hmm. like exactly. Dog, it just it just sounds like some shit you hear when you turn on an exotic car. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> you know what oh I mean? Like God. that's literally what, like the voice of like the uh, the AI in your new. You know, 2024 Maybach. Yup. That's what it sounds like. Uh, but, oh, man. But, yeah, uh, Wale, again, like, a great artist, very poetic. I feel like him and Drake are oh, yeah, kind of close in what they do, except for the fact that Wale doesn't doesn't try to sing. He gets singers to sing the music for him. For the most part, for the most but part. But he yeah. also makes m- deeper music. Oh, for sure. So it's not as easily digestible as what Drake makes. And I think that that's why, you know, uh, Awale won't ever see the universal success that Drake sees Mm -hmm. because his music isn't as easily digestible, like you said, as a Drake, 
you know, as uh, you know, anybody else who's, you know, super popular at the mm-hmm. moment. Uh, because, you know, that's just that's just the reality of uh, of when you make music like that. And I feel like to a certain extent, that's always been the case, specifically in rap. You know, like a lot of the more like a common and I'm not saying the common wasn't popular, mm-hmm. but I feel like, you know, they weren't to the to the extreme levels of, of other artists or, exactly. or of other more kind of uh I don't even know what to call it. Like I, I feel like with when it comes to artists like the what would have been the '90s backpackers, the Commons, the Tallers, yeah. most like they got mad famous when they were older, which meant that the people that were yeah. that were listening to them when they were younger were now right. older and were more receptive to that type of music, maybe. Gotcha. Gotcha. But like you know, of course, Drake is is with the younger with the younger crowd earlier. Jay Z with the younger crowd earlier. So yeah. like they caught our attention with the glitz and the glam and the in in the in the high life. Yeah, yeah. And then when we got older and we kind of like I guess our mentalities changed because you know niggas change as they get older. You get sure. more receptive to opening up to listening to more shit, and you're like, oh. Oh, shit this don't been rocking for the longest time i remember uh-huh. common came out with this song but damn i didn't know he was rocking like this and then <laughs> they blow the fuck up as big artists because when common was first out you knew of him same thing with talib same thing with most but you never heard about him except for that one song that always played on mm-hmm. mtv or bet and then all <laughs> of a sudden we get older these are some of the top tier musicians in the world and you're like yeah where the fuck did that come from because i think hey. it's because niggas got older and was more willing that was such a thing dog when like You'd be watching like the MTV. That's another thing. Another thing where MTV used to actually show music videos, and, and and uh and, and BET countdown and shit like mm-hmm. that. And I remember you might watch the countdown and like like you know it might be like a couple of the mainstream songs that you're rocking with, and then they play like a, a Talib Kweli song or like a Common song. Mm-hmm. And I ain't gonna lie, I was probably like ten at the time, so I really wasn't fucking with none of that. Mm-hmm. You know, again. Uh, uh, deeper shit you, you, know what you I mean? were you were you were entranced by the glitz and the glamour and the women and for the sure blues. for sure you know my little horny uh uh pre-puberty fucking 12 year old ass was definitely looking for all the glitz <laughs> and glamours and, uh-huh. and and all, all the bad joints in the music videos but um yeah i, I don't know that was just something that kind of i like i see a vivid image of like like a most deaf music video coming on right after like a, a song that i really liked and i was like man, man fuck this shit mm-hmm. But uh, but no, you're right. And again, that just kind of goes back to your point that like it took a while for uh for people who you know were into rap to eventually fuck with a a, a Talib, a Most Def, mm-hmm. a Common, yep. or, you know, people in that ballpark. Facts. Now this guy has always been a uh, I've always fucked with this man Freeway, uh, yes. out, out of Philly from 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 the Rock, um, and he's stay pop year, and he's always been a fucking vicious ass rapper, um. My main beef with him is his damn voice. After a while, everybody say, I just I, I have to I have to I have to let it go and come back to it because of the way his voice it just grinds on me. But that takes nothing away from how fucking good he is as an actual fucking lyricist. Because yeah. he's amazing, dog. And these you've seen him on the, you've you've seen him on all them damn remixes, dog. He kills every fucking remix that he's on. Oh yeah, no. Now I'm gonna just say that I think the only thing that really uh, hurt. I agree with everything you just said, but I think the only thing that really hurt Freeway was that um, that video that came out of him and Cassidy battle rapping, mm. and Cassidy low key killed him. And yeah. I think I think it was just a bad day, you know, for for Freeway. But we already time. we knew that Freeway wasn't necessarily a battle rapper. We already knew that. Like, I mean, maybe he was a little bit, but he wasn't a Cassidy level battle rapper. Cassidy was yeah. known for being a battle rapper, and yeah. they got punished in the in the in the industry when he became an actual rapper. 
Mm-hmm. But it was like he for stayed sure. vicious underground forever. Yeah, no, 100%. And, um, you know, I, I think that that kind of tarnished a lot of Freeway's uh, public image of him as a rapper. But all that aside, I do think that uh, I think Free At Last is one of the albums. Philly Freeway is another uh, album Classic. Of his that's fucking super dope. Classic. Classic. Obviously, he has a song that's, though, it don't matter where you play it, it don't matter who's there. When you hear that, it's the rock, bitch. Is wrong, man. That's wrong. That's that a timeless is... rap song right there. No matter where you are, where you play it, everybody knows that joint. Mm-hmm. You still hustle to the sun. Come and that's a that's a that's a bar that everybody down. knows it's too. New, it's a cold winner. <laughs> Y'all niggas better bundle up. Yeah, before the end, just to rock it down. Listen up. This is like this is like right now. Like superior barbecue music, you know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. <laughs> like this, y'all got to come on at the barbecue at some point. Oh, if they don't, man, somebody better get a hold of the ox court. You know <laughs> what I mean? That's just some bullshit going on. But no, definitely, man. Freeway, obviously, you know, stay prop. You had Beanie Siegel, you had uh, 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 PD Crack, you had a couple other uh, dudes that was in there. But Freeway was definitely one of the best, in my opinion comparable to, to Beanie Siegel, yep. which, you know, is another person that you might want to throw on this list too. You know what? I, I don't want to say Beanie Siegel was underrated because Beanie Siegel, I don't think Beanie Siegel ever been underrated. I think Beanie Siegel was underutilized. Yeah, Plus that he, might did, be he did spend a little bit of time in jail. So, right, you know, there were sure. a few years that he was off the, <laughs> off the map. You know what I'm saying? And that, as we can see, it will hurt your career. 100%. And then after that, you know, he got shot mm-hmm. and uh, his voice changed like yeah, I think forever. He, yeah, something happened with one of his lungs and he can't fucking, he can't do what he did. And I've, cause I've yeah. heard him rap like freestyle since, since that happened. And it's still like, it's still the gutter bars, but it's just the delivery is not there no more. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's unfortunate because, I mean, like you said, the bars are still there mm-hmm. and it's just, you know, Part of being a rapper is the delivery. Yeah. Regardless of what you want to say, you can have the best bars. You could, you can have literally the best bars ever. But if your delivery is not there, it's just not gonna hit. And that's if you're known for that specific delivery, that's yeah. a career ending, dog. Career. Come ending. on, man. The Broad Street Bully, dog. You know, what I mean? like, like you're expecting just, to hear a, a certain. Like you're that, supposed to fear you that know? rough, like, deep voice, yeah. dog. And it's just he don't he don't have none of it. He can't make the gruff sound no more because obviously yeah. the breathing. It's amazing that he's actually been able to go through what he's gone through with his lungs and still yeah. actually come out and rap. Because like to me, yeah. that's almost like well, it's not it's not quite there, but it's like um, uh, Teddy Pendergrass level. Teddy Pendergrass got into a terrible car accident because he was driving drunk, ended up paralyzed right. from the from the neck down. Still managed to learn how to maintain his breathing and start singing again and released another really? album. And I think it, was, it may have been nominated for a Grammy or won one, but like he was in a wheelchair, couldn't move shit else, but was able to get his voice back so that he could actually still sing. I'm amazed. Right. And it, you know, it's, a, and it wasn't like it was before, but it was still good. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right, right. I equate that kind of the same with yeah, being where you get, you still, you still feel it, but you just don't feel it like you used to because the strength yeah. and the power is not there no more. For sure. No, I agree 100%. 100% on that. Yeah. All right. Uh, Pen again. There we go. Look at me. I'm I'm all over the place today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I right, was going with Killer Mike, Doug. Man, Killer Mike is is a definitely an underrated MC, and a yeah. lot of it has to do with the topics that he chooses to rap about. Yeah. And he sure. chooses. It's just that if he was on some gangster shit, he and he has been before. 
you would definitely Killer Mike would be one of the top tier MCs period right but because he talks about more social stuff he talks about more political stuff uh, he talks about fixing shit you know like he's more active in the community and he's more like you know he'll, he'll, he's a commentary commentaries on shit that's fucked up and same thing with him and, and when he does uh, Run the Jewels with, with uh, LP uh, and he's always rapped the same so you know he's vicious as shit. It's just that yeah. because of how what he raps about and what message he's trying to spread, again, he's just not looked at like that as one of the best MCs because people necessarily don't want to hear that. I, I will tell you this, though. I give him credit for um, linking up with... Is it LP? Yeah. For linking up with LP mm-hmm. and Run the Jewels um, because while it might not be my cup of tea exactly, mm-hmm. um, they do have... I think Run the Jewels has a pretty large cult following. Oh, yes. Um, and people love Run the Jewels. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, I think that that's been able to be his way to see uh, a little bit of the mainstream success yeah. slash money. Mm-hmm. And that's been able to, I'm sure, keep him afloat and have him living comfortably. I'm okay. sure. Because you know, uh, the last few years have been straight stadium tours. You don't see them yeah, at small yeah. venues no more. For sure, 100. percent You know, and um, and I do. Th- and like I said, kudos to him because I think that that shows a true artistry right there. Mm-hmm. Is, being able to change with the times, adjust, and find your knit your niche in in whatever's going on. Yes, um, he got you, his second wind in the music industry. Well, yeah, one hundred percent. And arguably, exactly it's even it was even bigger. You mm-hmm. know, it was even exactly. bigger than, than than originally. So definitely, I think it ended up working out for him. I'm sure, he actually uh, they just released a collab with Nike, uh, a shoe to SB Dunks, a Ooh. high and a low. Okay, so definitely. If y'all, you know, run the Jewels fans, check those out. And even if y'all not, I think the shoes are actually pretty dope. So definitely check out uh, that collab right there. But uh, yeah, man, big big shout out to uh, to Killer Mike, man. He's definitely, like you said, a really good rapper. Uh, found a way to get his niche in there in the rap game. And in 2023, he's relevant. He's out here, like you said, selling out stadiums. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I'm sure making the most money he's ever made. So shout out yeah. to that. And still, sp- and still spitting his shit. And, yeah, sped- and doing it his message. way. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Doing it his way, uh, consistently uh, representing what he believes in. And, uh, and yeah, you, you got to respect that. You exactly. got to respect that in today's day. Now, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go down to one I ended before I put on. I think I put on the list before we, start, we started that. I don't know if I told you I was going to put on. But mm-hmm. uh, Cuban Link. Cuban mm-hmm. Link was part of the terror squad back in the late 90s. And... He was the next best rapper to to Big Pun, and he was best friends with Big Pun. Mm-hmm. And as the story goes, him and Fat Joe never really got along for whatever reason. I, I've heard about that. And yeah. Pun was the glue that kept everything together. Pun was Pun came out first, and then you know he had his two albums, and then uh, Cuban was supposed to be the next up. And he had already had his album done and everything; it was ready to go. He had a single that was already playing on BET and shit, and then pun passed away and of course the friction never really healed between him and and fat joe and they ended up getting into a fight where basically fat joe put the little terror squad slice on his face and shit like that or whatever you want to buck hunt whatever it's called on the face yeah uh, and basically kicked him out the group shelved his album like took all i guess i don't know took all his residuals probably i don't know what the fuck happened but ended up cuban ended up like basically on nothing the next best rapper on the label and y'all kicked him the fuck out Mm-hmm. Disrespected the fuck out of this man, and now like you know he hasn't he hasn't really had a career since. He did release an album later independently, but it's only the one album. And if you were able to find it online, like I was, you could get his first album. But it has right. like the little this is a promotional blah 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 through some of the songs. 
Um, and the album was actually pretty solid. So like, if he had been able to release that album, it would have been a first. It would have been a good first album for him. I think it's called Twelve Miles in Swimming because he's Cuban. Right, right, right. Or, right. or twenty more, whatever it's called, ninety miles or something. My bad. Ninety miles. Uh, and um, or that might have been a mixtape. I can't remember. Either way, he was so fucking vicious. And I'm telling you, like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm going to remember to write it down now. Show, Chris Cuban link versus. But I mean, like everything that you heard that was Terror Squad. Like you remember that song, "Bitchin' Man Can't Do It Like Me." Can't work mm-hmm. because he's on that joint. Killed that joint, right? Right, right. Like right. He's, I'm done. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna no, look, look. Um, so my my main uh, I guess call to or what what I know Cuban Link for, and one of my favorite songs is uh, uh flower to flowers to the yep. dead, mm-hmm. uh, the big pun uh, uh memorial song or mm-hmm. the the um, yeah I guess the memorial song, mm-hmm. and that joint is super emotional. It is super super just dope rapping. The hook is like almost haunting on that joint, you know. What I mean, it just sounds it's a really well done song, uh, definitely you know, an emotional song, but uh, super dope. And I always knew the, the motherfucker could rap his ass off just off of that song alone because he definitely was able to essentially tell the story of uh, of when of when what's his name, uh, of when Big Pun died. So, yep, it, it was pretty, it was pretty dope. So, and definitely, honestly, I'm gonna I'm play you, I think I might have told you about this song for more. Uh, hold on. Because I can't talk in tight. All right. Um, I'm just going to show you the chorus. But, like, this is, like, the lead single that would have come off that album. And, mm. like, just just the chorus alone is fucking catchy as shit. So right. I, th- I thought it would. I mean, it was on BET and it got rotation and shit. So right. it was, like, it should have been, like, a blow-up jump. But because of what happened between the two of them, yeah. it just got basically blackballed from the fucking, uh, the, uh, what do you call it? The, the, um, the, the industry, yeah. Hold on. Very terror squad sounding, right? Yeah. Alright, dude, the dude got that that like Puerto Rican kind of little Oh, this does sound like a vicious little. That's like another uh, uh, cookout joint right there. Exactly. I'm telling you, that song is so tight and it got so much rotation. Like, he should have been blown the fuck up a long ass yeah. fucking time ago. And it's just like, it's one of the, tr- the many tragedies of the hip hop world. Now, uh, did um, I'm sure you've kept up with the whole. Well, I don't know if you have actually with the whole uh, Fat Joe and uh, Big Pun's estate thing. Yeah, man. Or. Uh, about how supposedly I think they won. I think uh, his the family uh, won. Yep, the family won, right? Finally. So, so I right, now let me ask you: do, do you think in this case it it's it's Joe just being grimy, kind of? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's the same way that like like Diddy is grimy, but like you know, like and how much money did Diddy make off of uh off of um off of Biggie Big, that Biggie. like his family didn't get? You know what I'm saying? Like they they never right. saw anything off of. You know what I'm saying? Like that. So right. I mean, did Biggie's family ever try to get something off of that? Or, or I mean, I'm sure he gave them something, but I, I I I quite remember. I remember there was an issue at one point. I just don't remember exactly what it was over. Mm-hmm. But and I know he squashed it real fast, which probably means he paid him off real fast. Yeah, but Diddy Diddy is also known to be terrible to his artists, like in rip them right. off. That's true. That's Let them true, borrow yeah. like Lambos and shit for the for the video, and then charge them for it. On, like, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying so. 
No, yeah. You know, because I, I was looking at that earlier, uh, I want to say last week or this week, that uh, I guess the case had finally, you know, finished and mm-hmm. that the family won. And apparently that they were homeless. Uh, his son was homeless as well. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, obviously, like, I know that we don't know the ins and outs of everything, but like, you know, it's kind of hard when, 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 you know, they won in court and, you know, things add up to, you know, Fat Joe just kind of being kind of grimy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy, you know, it's kind of crazy that, um, that this is kind of the end result of it, but nonetheless, you know, and what do you call it? Uh, his, it is, it uh, pun son, Chris Rivers, like he started rapping and was like freestyling on the radio and all this other stuff, but nothing ever happened of it. And he was actually good. Mm. So it's like, there was always like the rumor, like maybe, uh, Fat Joe was like blackballing him too, but I don't, I don't really know. Or you know, or, you know, they were he was doing something to keep from from for really getting up in, in music right. or whatever. So I right. I don't really know. Like I remember those were just thoughts, but I never really looked into that aspect of it. So what, do you, do you know if there was any like uh, friction between uh, Joe and and Pun at all, like before he died or not that I'm aware. Ever... Not that I'm aware of for real. You know, because I I mean, obviously, like I said, I'm sure there's a reason. I'm not saying it's a right, a correct reason, but I'm sure there's a reason as to why, you know, he kind of went about it how he did. But I'm curious as to what it is, you know, and I'm sure all of us are just to understand uh, why he would do, you know, his his homie like that, essentially. Yeah, for real. Homie's family. But uh, let me see. Yeah, man. I just looked up. I'm trying to look up a beef between Fat Joe and Big Pun. The first thing says... um, and the 2021 episode of Drink Champs, Fat Joe simply wanted an apology from Big Pun's family and has always treated the late rapper's estate fairly. Uh, Big Pun's widow then hopped in the comments section of the Drink Champs clip and took aim at both Nori and Fat Joe. Oh, shit. Hold up. Let me pull that up. That might be what I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, let me see. They said, oh, damn, it said Fat Joe robbed... Pun, uh, well, Wack 100 said, you know, I'm truthful with that. Uh, <laughs> Fat Joe robbed Pun's estate of four million, clarifying that he has no beef with the Terror Squad leader. Uh, he, uh, let me see, blah 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 blah. Where, where, where's what I was looking at? Was that uh, allegations of uh, Joe's stiffing Pun's family out of money have circulated for years, with the former even going to court against Pun's widow uh, in 2016. The pair ultimately settled out of court. For more than a hundred thousand dollars or one million dollars, um, the late uh widow said that she had struck a deal with Fat Joe to split earnings made by Pun by Big Pun following his death in 2000, but later claimed that she hadn't received any payments since 05. Damn, damn, for real. Um, let me see. I, I'm wondering, like, you know, she says since 05, but like. And I get that things take a long time for it to go through court and everything, but like, why the hell did she wait that long to like, oh I guess sue him? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, if you if you homeless and shit, you ain't got no money for no for no lawyer. I mean, dog, I'm sure somebody. If you tell them like, yo, look, dog, I am the fucking widow of of you know Woody Whoop, and I'm sure there's gonna be some money after this. So let's oh. try to get it now, but. I don't know, man. That's just it's just a really fucked up situation, man, at the end of the day. Oh, uh Pun's wife said that Joe is responsible for over two point three million in royalties that were never paid to them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's 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 a slippery situation, it man. It really is. And that's and, why uh, you just gotta like the music like the music industry is so grimy and it really like why? Because 
you're fucking all gonna make money. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, but you know, the more people make, the more people want to make. So it's just kind of what it comes down to. Yeah, pretty much. But you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, they get she gets whatever. I don't even know what the the settlement is or whatever. I hope she gets every single penny that she's owed, though, for real. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Because Joe's at that point now where he's super fucking rich. And like I said, he don't got to do nothing but release that one Summer Jam hit right before summer. And it's mm-hmm. going to rock and make him money. And he can just go on whatever little thing and sing it real fast. Probably didn't even do that. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. But, no, 100%. And he also got the shoe store running, mm-hmm. a couple of them. So, man, come on, dog. Be, let's, let's be real. Exactly. Let's be fair. All right, y'all. Now, going on to the next one, we're going to talk about... Whew, probably one of the best coke rappers in the world mm. talking about michael jordan's status and he took mm. his ring and left and didn't bother to try to come out of retirement for a long oh. time and i'm talking about he didn't even come out to hold cold do a new sport or come back to do the same sport again like that this man came out and he made a mixtape maybe 10 years after he retired and it came back about 20 years after he retired and made one song on his brother's album and this my my friends and family is malice or now no mm-hmm. malice of the group the clips from va yes. where ain't shit to do but cook <laughs> Hey, listen, they wasn't lying, though, because you ever been down to DVA? Woo! Ain't shit to do. Ain't shit to do out there. <laughs> but look, look, man, um, I, mean, I was just telling you before the show, you know, I was I was watching damn, Pusha's uh, Coachella uh, set, and yeah. I actually think he brought he brought No Malice out. I'm pretty uh, sure he perform. did. Cause he brought him out, I think, at the BET Awards, too. Oh, okay. to perform yeah, that song? The, the song? Yeah. The song that, that he got? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So he brought him out at Coachella. And of course, he was able to kind of flip the Coachella to Coachella. Of course, you know what I mean. And uh, and of course, on stage, part of his set was a bunch of bricks of coke. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, no, um, you know, he, he, he brought out he brought out no malice at Coachella, and, uh, and yeah, man, they they both killed it. And you know, you've mentioned it before that you think that he's the better of the two, mm-hmm. as good as as good as Pusha T is, mm-hmm. and as good of, as a career as he's had. Yes. Uh, ultimately, uh, malice or no malice is the uh, is the better of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I guess, do, do you think he's just a better overall his delivery, or you know, just in general, or what's I guess here? I feel like his delivery was just a little more grimy and grimier and a little more dirtier than Push's was. Like mm-hmm. I've always feel like Push had had dirty bars, but they were always kind of like more a little positive like i always feel like malice was just a little more darker maybe that's because of you know his name malice and shit like that i was just about to say the nigga name is malice <laughs> so you can't really get more grimier than malice right <laughs> <laughs> that's true i didn't even i didn't even think about that but push it is kind of light compared to malice like, yeah you know, exactly like, like, i'm sure they use malice in the bible you know i'm sure because about... malice means hatred <laughs> yeah ma- evil <laughs> evil shit like what the fuck <laughs> but yeah no i always thought like his his delivery was just I, even wasn't the little ugh, wasn't that malice yeah uh no i think was that push yeah i want to say i oh uh, see now my my brain is gone i know he had it either way dog malice so fucking vicious people will won't agree to that nowadays simply because over time yeah. like most of these new people who 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 know push a t have never probably heard the clips outside of grinding so they don't yeah. really know any of malice's work like that probably but um but you know right. it happens when you decide like um you know malice found uh he found god 
and he was like, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't keep rapping if I if I found God. You know, I respect yeah. that shit. Hey, um, for sure, yeah. The fact that he came out with a mixtape and it wasn't overly like religious overtones was so fucking good. Oh, listen, and 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 I think that that's just the way to do it. You know what I mean? Like if you're gonna not just if you're gonna be a rapper, but if you're just like a uh, just regular person, you know, like just don't put your whole faith into everything yeah. you know you do or whatever. Cause in the same way that it would work on an album where people would be like, all right, I'm not really fucking with this. Like, I'm not really tuning in for this specifically. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just, I don't know. So yeah, no, definitely, uh, glad to hear that his, uh, cause I haven't heard it specifically, but I'm glad to hear that he's, he's still stuck to the, you know, rap core. And if oh, you're yeah. a fan of his, he was still going to be able to enjoy it. And as you can see with the song that is on Push's album, it's the final song on the album. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I just can't remember what's, what it's called. Uh, he has not missed a beat. When it comes yeah. to spitting bars, no, I I agree, and then I think that was a, a really dope song, and it, it was a, uh, it was one, yeah, like you said, it was one of the doper songs on the, on the album for sure. Yeah, that, that's the joint with uh with Kid Cudi, I want to say, right? I think Kid Cudi might be on, I think on the hook he might or be on it, yeah, on like the hook. Because I remember that there were be. three of them on the stage. Yeah. But I just don't. Re- mm. I can't recall if it was. It probably. It might have been. I don't know. It might have been. Yeah. Bro, you know me. I've been saying for the last year. My memory is trash. <laughs> That's why I'm going to Nigga. go fucking see the doctor. Like, I'm, I'm that no, worried I'm, about my damn self. <laughs> listen, dog. The, because of the pandemic, the last three years is one big blur. So I don't blame oh, you. You facts. You right. You you right. I don't shit. blame me. All right, we're gonna end this list today with probably I want to say the longest running underrated hip hop performer or rapper or you know rhymer whatever you want to call him and as black thought from the roots and i believe in the core of my being that the reason that this man is mostly just not ex- not thought of is because the roots are a band and people mm. are not necessarily thinking about the roots as the band and black thoughts he spits some street shit in the zone too but he also spits more thoughtful shit into it obviously i mean there's a name um and it's but it's a really good mix of what they do and the roots have still been out here popular and killing it for like three decades damn near right you know what i'm saying like right. and, and black thought has always been the front man for them and it's all they've always come out with like whatever songs come out because you know the i think it's like once every eight years every seven to six to eight years they come out with a real hot song and everybody mm-hmm. is all over it and i feel like the only reason they haven't been following that recently is because jimmy uh fallon has them as his house band now on uh yeah, on what you yeah. call it so like because i mean they used to like he used to say that he toured they would tour and they would just all tour all the time because that's how they made their money and of course, yeah. then they would write music while they were on tour and you know perform and then they come out with an album and just keep touring and keep touring and mm-hmm. black thought was like that's how our whole life was we never had time to actually sit down and work right. on an album while not in motion to do something else. Mm-hmm. So I think I want to say that he said that they were working on an album. I don't know if it's been released yet because I don't. My mind is all over the place. But I remember Black Thought maybe two years something like that saying that they were gonna they were trying to come out with a new album. They were working on new music because they actually had time because they had right. money and time to sit mm-hmm. down and actually work <laughs> on some shit like an oh, artist yeah. should be able to do. Sit in a studio and fucking get on them instruments and bang out some shit until you create some shit mm-hmm. so 100 like, and plus he can do that cyclical breathing shit which is where he can rap and breathe in and out at the same time yeah and so he doesn't have to stop rapping mm-hmm. which now, is amazing let me just let me just say my part by playing this real quick for like a couple seconds go ahead 
Pop Studios, we here. Let's go, Earn. Let's do it. Uh, I'm sorry for your loss. There's somebody dead in the car, and it's probably one of yours. The writing all across the window, when the walls. Whether it was true or false, we shouldn't have got involved. Remember, we walked past the teacher, take the chalk and laugh. We wrote punishments. I will not talk in class. Now it's pistols punishing people for talking fast. And all these innocent bystanders is hauling ass. I hate to say I told y'all, but I told y'all things fall apart when the center too weak to hold y'all. I'm just collecting what you owe to my old jaw. You about to get swooped down on and stole on. Fools swear they wise, wise men know they foolish But we was headed for the web even before computers I never thought you'd give me a reason to do this Cain and Abel, Jesus and Judas Caesar and Brutus, I see intruders, avert your eyes I told you keep out of the hood, circumcised How could you sleep? I thought you always was the first to ride Hey yo, you heard the line, everybody plays the fool Well I'll be that exception to the rule The principal to hand the living lessons to the school I was making major moves, my dollar wow. Jesus. Look, man, I'm gonna leave it right there just for copyright reasons. I don't know if I don't know if they do copyright with that. But listen, man, that first of all, if you've never seen that video before and you consider yourself a fan of rap, hip hop, whatever you want to call it, do yourself a favor. One of the greatest freestyles I've ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure he was doing what you were saying with the cyclical breathing there, because he was going the fuck off. I'm telling for you. 10 minutes straight. Yeah. 10 minutes straight. So yep. You and know what I mean? Another yeah. another good example of it, if y'all ever go on YouTube and y'all like to watch like cipher videos where people are just rapping back, you know, back and forth, back and forth, go watch the Philly Cypher. It's got like every Philly rapper you could think of, right? And e like even Miss Jade, who was like a one hit like she had a couple hits with Timberland and then you never heard from her again. She mm -hmm. had one album out, but she killed it too. But like Black Thought is like when people started running out of bars, Black Thought just jumped in and just went until someone else was ready to try again. And it was mm -hmm. like at least three times in that video, he just took over and went the fuck off. Like you like you were just right. saying for ten minutes or so. Like, you know, like so definitely listen to this freestyle and try to find the Philly cipher if you can and you want to hear Black Thought go off again like that. Nah, definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, like like I said, I don't know if I said this during the show or uh before the show, but I do think that Black Thought is the quintessential underrated rapper, uh, just in the sense of his ability to rap. Uh and like you said, the main reason that he hasn't been as big is because of the instrumentation that is involved with his music. And I think that it's not as maybe as digestible or as, you know, as other music is. So um, and obviously, you know, black thoughts, mm -hmm. you know, it's a lot of, you know, more deeper music. But True. obviously, y'all heard what I heard that he's a fucking beast on yeah. the mic. Uh undeniable uh ability to just flow uh almost effortlessly mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i think that that's that that's when something really impresses me is if somebody's doing something at an extremely high level effortlessly mm -hmm. and that's that's black thought with rap and sure. i want to say that black thought again is another example of when you get older you're more into it because you understand it more mm -hmm. and i think i think a lot of it it just has to do with the band and i hate to say that cuz the roots as a band are fucking amazing i've seen yeah. them live i've seen them recreate timberland beats as the band you know what i'm saying and sound perfectly flawless mm -hmm. like they have so much ability but people are more interested in the producer beat like the big producer beat versus sure. listening to the band and unfortunately like, yeah and i i think that's that's terrible music i would love to see that come back like i want to see more people especially r&b artists or supposed r&b artists perform with backing bands let me tell you dog i think that it's way better it's a way better experience 
when you see an artist that has a backing band with them, mm-hmm. as opposed to them just playing the song over the fucking speaker. You exactly. Know what I mean? Like, like it, it's just way more. First of all, it shows their artistic, their artistry, mm-hmm. and, and and their ability to be able to make something that sounds one way sound slightly different, but mm-hmm. still keep the core of the song, it's, the nature of the song. Yep. Um. And I think that to me, that's one of my favorite things about going to a concert yes. is hearing the live version that it might be a little faster, might be a little slower, might be a pitch higher. Mm-hmm. You know, then you, you might have a, a saxophone in there now all of a sudden, but it makes sense and it sounds fucking great. So yep. that's one of my favorite things about concerts and shit like that. So definitely uh, I, I agree on that. Facts. All right. Well, this is the end of our list of who we thought were underrated rappers and it was actually pretty extensive list. I don't even know how many people are on it, and I'm not about to count it right now. No. Um, <laughs> but let us know what y'all think, or if you think sure. that we missed anybody, uh, hit us up. Y'all know how to con- how to contact us. You got the comment section. Y'all can contact us on our Instagram pages on the on a uh, show's Instagram page. We actually came prepared today with some recommendations. <laughs> so, Mister Ben Based, what you got? Yes, sir. All right, y'all. Look, man. Now I'm gonna take y'all a little left field. You know what I mean? Little. A little closer to center field, but still left field here uh, in a show on on Netflix. And it's crazy because I can't think of the fucking name right now. Nah. But um, it's it's a show about this dude. Uh, he's a doctor. And, and I'm not giving anything away because you, you, you learn this in the very first, like, five minutes of the show. Okay. But he, he starts having an affair with his son's fiance. And uh, it's pretty. Now, look, look, I'm going to say this, right? It could have been done better, uh-huh. but it's only it's a four episode miniseries and each episode is 30 minutes. So it's something that to watch. And I think that it's some it was interesting enough uh, to, for me to, you know, actually be. OK, yeah, you should definitely uh, watch this. God damn it. What the fuck is this shit called? <laughs> uh, oh, Obsession. I'm sorry. Obsession. It's okay. called Obsession. And uh, I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was actually OK. Let me just say this. I'm throwing this out there right now. I've been seeing this online a lot and I do agree. The sex scenes were trash. And I'm not one to <laughs> complain about sex scenes. I'm not that fucking perverted, right? But I still say this, right? Mm-hmm. Dog, we're in 2023, dog. Make your sex scenes look realistic, bro. I don't want to see no shit where a nigga just do the little two-pump chump and it's over and it just looks like... I don't know, bro. It just looks crazy, wow. dog. I wanna, give me the... Re- make... I'm going to make a MAGA hat that say, make sex scenes great again. <laughs> T- Listen, bro, my yeah. my my uh my criteria, my top tier uh-huh. is monster Halle Berry and Monster Ball. All right. Ooh. Now, once once you see something like that, bro, anything less than that is just terrible. I'm sorry. Well, I want to say that the rumor was they was actually fucking. Yo, it looked like it. It really did look like mm-hmm. it. Now, now I've I feel like there was a lot of rumors like that yeah. back in the day, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's probably not true. Yeah. But- <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said rumor was. <laughs> Yo, there was so many rumors like before the internet was as prominent, prominent yep. as it is now that just lived because of the times we lived in. And I'm like, yo, I would love to for somebody to collect all those little, you know, rumors and kind of like look back and actually find out, hey, did, did this really happen or not? Like, because <laughs> uh, no, I did. I feel like I did hear the same. But uh, like I said, bro, it's Halle Berry, and it was that old ass white motherfucker. Oh, yeah. I highly doubt that. <laughs> I always said the same thing, dog. Like, nah, not Billy, not Billy Bob. Yeah, not Billy Bob Thornton. Dog. 
Hell no. Nah. Because that man usually just looked like a dirty old man. Remember the Bad Santa? Right? Remember Bad Santa? He usually yeah. looked like he does in Bad Santa. <laughs> like, like, like in every role he plays, dog. In, in life, nigga. Like when you just see him <laughs> in the tabloids, he looks like he does in Bad Santa. Like the nigga no, hasn't right. showered in two days. Like, what the fuck? Like he got a couple stains on his shirt. Yeah. And he just said, fuck it. He went on a bender for the last three days. You know, he oh, ain't showered in yeah. six. You know, he's still wearing the same suit he been in for the last two weeks. He, like, oh. Smell like, he smell, smell like whiskey and cheap prostitutes. <laughs> And then a little, uh, little, little cologne, men's cologne to c- try and cover oh, it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better believe it. Oh Jesus Christ! All right, but yeah, obsession have... on Netflix, man. That's that. That's <laughs> that'll work. Obsession on Netflix. All right, my things. I got two of them. The first one is The Last of Us. I don't think I've I've said this yet on our show. Mm-hmm. The Last of Us, the miniseries on um or the series on um HBO. Yes, which goes off the the video game of the same name. Apparently, mm-hmm. according to all my friends who played the game, and I got a lot of friends who played this game, apparently. Yeah, me too, I, yeah. I'm not a gamer, so you know, I don't know. Um, but they said that it's it's very, very similar to the actual game. So it was like, but mm-hmm. the series is just fucking good. There's a lot of emotions. Man, Pedro Pascal is killing it right now. He's got this joint. He's the fucking Mandalorian. Like, and there's at least one other thing that I know I'm forgetting that he's in. Uh, right. But I, I feel like this man is just killing it, period, right now, because this role was insane for him. Like, I thought it was very well done. Is it, is it the main the main character? Yeah, he's the main character. Um, I can't remember his name on the TV show, though. But then the little girl, Ellie, who he's basically traveling with, that's the other main character. And right. she was an amazing actress in this joint, too. I was really surprised how fucking she blew me away. Um, yeah. And I think, cause I think she's like maybe 13, 14, maybe? Yeah. I've been meaning to watch this show. I've heard a lot of good things about it. It's good, you know though. what I mean, and, and I definitely want to check it out for sure. And you know, I had to represent because I'm the super nerd on the show, mm-hmm. the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh yeah, I, I seen it. I seen it the day after we did the uh, the podcast, Bruh. That joint was so mean. There was such, there was so much good shit in that joint. And you know, I got the whole motherfucking Mario situation on my leg, so I was, you know, I was tuned to fucking. Oh yeah, no. For sure, and and I love the little. Well, I'm not even gonna say what I love because it's gonna give it away, and I don't want to <laughs> give it away here. But um, yeah, no, it was a super dope movie. I think if you're a Super Mario Bros fan, you're absolutely gonna yeah. uh, love everything. It's gonna hit home in a lot of different ways. Now, like we said, or like like you said before, and I agree with what your your analysis of it is that, you know, in general, it was a pretty good movie. It could have been a little bit better, mm-hmm. but but I still think they did a really good job. All things considered, yeah, uh, it wasn't whack. It wasn't bad at all. But they anyways. catered to just about every Mario game that there's ever been, I, yeah. except maybe Doctor Mario. But I didn't play Doctor Mario, so I don't really know much about it. But I right. mean, like, I could see stuff from all of the original three Mario Brothers Jones. They had the oh, Mario yeah. sixty four Jones. They had Mario Party stuff in it. They had uh, Mario Kart, Mario Kart uh, Donkey Kong. Because yeah. they, they had the Diddy Kong and all them other niggas in it too, mm-hmm. um, so like it was just fantastic. Even kind of like a little. Not, I don't want to say Smash Brothers. I mean, I kind of. I guess yeah, a little bit. bit of elements of Smash Brothers. Yeah, the elements of Smash Brothers during some of the fights. So yeah, yeah, like it was good. And of course, my man Luigi came strong in that joint when it counted. Uh, I, Luigi's my my second favorite character in that joint. He's my favorite yeah. good guy. Of course, you know Bowser King Koopa is my is my favorite uh, bad yeah, guy for sure. So. Uh, the movie was just good all around. I thought it was cool. Oh, you get Jack Evans. Black singing Peaches. crazy. Though. That joint was hilarious. I was dying laughing when he was singing that joint. And honestly, Peaches is the other one, right? The other. Yeah, the, the princess. That's not. It's Daisy and. and... No, she's Princess Peach. 
Like, no, the main character, the main one is Princess Peach, who used to be Princess Toadstool. That's Princess yeah. Peach. There's another one, Daisy. I don't know nothing about her again, uh, but she's another princess. She's not the same one. Who's the blonde one? The blonde one? I don't know. Because Princess Toadstool or Princess Peach is redhead, I think. Yeah. But Daisy's like, isn't that like Mario's girl or something like that? No, that's that's Peach. Red that's... hair, pink dress. That's Peach. <laughs> that's his joke. Hold on, dog. You don't argue with the nigga that knows Mario, dog. Come no, on. I'm not <laughs> arguing. I'm just asking questions. <laughs> no, so Peach, that's Daisy, bro. Nah. So who's the yellow haired? I don't know. Yo, this is about to... no Princess Peach is the one with yellow hair. She does not have red. She does not have yellow hair. My nigga, I just looked it up. Look it up right now. Peach is the one with with uh with brown hair. No. Oh, she does have uh, blonde hair. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's her. That's Peach. And, and so Daisy what? is the one with uh. I think she's the with, one with the brown hair. Yeah, and I think that's her sister. Okay. See, the old school princess Toadstool. That's how she looked originally. That was the original. Yeah, uh, pr- that's when they called her Toadstool. So like, I, I, that's the that's how I see her in my head. <laughs> oh, so I apparently it's the same one. They just changed her up a little bit. Yeah, they just changed her hair color. Yeah, because look, she got the same dress on. Yeah, yeah. It's just that uh, that jewel in her chest is blue on Peach, and it's green on Toadstool. Like, mm-hmm. What were you saying? You said that other girl's name was what? Daisy. Is she a princess? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, she got brown hair and a yellow dress. I don't know where the hell yeah. is she from. That's like her sister, I want to say. She's from Mario Land. The ruler of Sarah Sandala. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, she's a Daisy. Um, I don't know, but yeah. Anyway, she's she not the main bitch we talking about. <laughs> nah, I was thinking about yeah. Peach. So Peach is the, the one with yellow hair. Yeah. Right. So yeah, definitely check out both of those. Uh, the Last of Us on HBO or any plug that you can find, and then uh, Super Mario Brothers, which is out in the theaters now, or any plug you can find. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, sir. Uh, do you have any other? Do you have any wisdom that you like to drop on the people this week? Hey, listen, man. It's uh, it's getting that time of year. You already know April is about to end. That means that the cold, uh, sweater, hoodie friendly days is over. Mm-hmm. Them, them, them. Them large t-shirts that feel like a medium, you know, you got to make them feel like a large now that, you know, you got to get into that shape. So definitely you got a few more weeks. I say this every year, but let's get real. Let's just actually do it now and get t-shirt weather friendly. Yo, all right. Two weeks, no fast food. Two weeks, no sodas. You'll yes. be amazed. You won't, you won't crave them anymore and you'll lose weight real quick. And you'll just feel better. That's the crazy part mm-hmm. about it. Yep. You literally will just feel better. Especially, you know, I mean, if you're getting on a little bit on the wash side, mm-hmm. as I've entered recently into that group. I'm but, firmly you know. planted, Doug. Firmly planted. I'm, firmly like a, planted. I'm, a, I'm a tree in this bitch. I'm almost sequoia <laughs> level. You know what I'm saying? Nah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so definitely, man, y'all get to uh, getting y'all health in order. It's crazy times we live in. The least you could do is make, uh, 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 what's that shit called? Survival of the fittest easier for you when it happens, all right? There you go. So here we are. <laughs> And on that note, y'all, be good. And if you can't be good, at least be the best you can be. Hey, man, if you can't do that, at least make your mama proud of you. Mother's Day is, what, next week or two weeks from now? I think two weeks from now. Two weeks from now. Yeah, yeah I still got a little bit of time. 
Uh, but nonetheless, make mama proud, man. If you can't do that, man, like I said, use them turn signals. Stop being a bitch. Stop being a hoe. Stop being every other derogatory term that I could think of calling you. <laughs> and use them turn signals. We out. <laughs> we out, y'all. Take it easy. Uh, take care of each other. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. Just don't be an asshole. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right, y'all. Exactly. We out. Peace. Peace.